0: We're going to get a chance to visit about what's going on out there in the workforce. Um, you know, that some of this came about because there was some questions coming into the show about job availability. Well, we don't know anybody that we get to talk to about this with that's better than Phil Davis. Phil is the Workforce Services Director at North Dakota Job Service. Phil, good to have you on News and Views.
1: Hey, good morning, Joel. I appreciate having me on. And I'm like you. I wish we were out pheasant hunting instead of doing this, but I do truly enjoy doing this also. Well,
0: thank you. Uh, here's the thing, Phil. I don't think we feel good. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Sounds let's, good. Let's play sick today. Uh, <laughs> Phil, you know, in North Dakota right now, could you find a job and find one very quick?
1: Yes, you can find uh, quite a number of jobs in North Dakota right now. Um, they're is very very little competition, I would say. However, in saying that, um, and I'm going to get to some of these numbers, uh, one thing I, I do want to point out that we've been hearing over probably the last four months is we've been hearing a little bit of back talk about employers ghosting um, prospective job seekers. And what I mean by that is somebody might apply for a position and they never hear back. Or it might be three or four weeks later, and they hear back. So I'm kind of keeping my eye on that a little bit. Um, we I've heard from you know three or four of our our uh, workforce center managers from around the state. We have we have nine of nine offices across the state, and and they've been hearing kind of the same thing from people coming in and looking, and um, you know we've seen our numbers increase as far as the amount of people that. Uh, have been utilizing our workforce centers. Um, two years ago, we had right at 22,000 people come into our offices. And now, over the last uh, 18 months to 24 months, we're up our, before we before COVID hit us. So, just we're ending the year right, right about 36,000 people came into our offices looking for some type of service this past year. So, the job market is there. I think there are some job seekers out there looking to fill those needs. Um, But I think we need to have some of the employers uh, do a little bit better job there, too.
0: I I always wonder, Phil, and I know, as you said, you're going to get into the numbers, you know, what our unemployment rate is and some of the other figures that go with this. But I always wonder if... Looking for employees, and I, and I asked a friend of mine that, that runs a business, and they they look for employees. Actually, they're looking for diesel max is what they're looking for. And sure. at some point, if they don't just say, look, this is how many we're going to have in our shop, period. We can only do this much work. And they don't expand to where they know they could, where the facility might allow them to expand to. And, and that, to me, is the worst part of what can happen in an economy where a business could grow, easily could grow, and they don't just because they can't find employees.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, and we, we've we heard that story, you know, even before COVID hit North Dakota, hit hit our country, hit worldwide. Um, but, you know, right now we're sitting at almost 14,000 positions available on our website. And we've been pretty consistent throughout this past year, anywhere from thirteen to 16,000 openings. Just really, it depends on the year. We always see an uptick in that April, May, June timeframe when the construction um, companies start hiring again. So you, our numbers generally um, increase at that point. And then for the most part, stay steady throughout September and October. And then we start to take a dip. I kind of went back to 2018 um, and we were at 13,000 uh, open jobs then compared to right at 30, like I said, almost 14,000. So we're, we're back to where we were um, before COVID hit, uh, North Dakota. And and I think that that's been a great thing. Now let's turn the tables a little bit and talk about unemployment rate. Um, this is one in September, we set an all time record for North Dakota at 1.3%. Since back, I think it was in the early seventies when we started, uh, the U S department of labor started tracking this, Um, That's the lowest North Dakota has ever been. And currently we're sitting at 1.4%. And that was for the month of uh, the the record was for September 1.3. And then October, we saw just uh, a tenth of a percent up to 1.4. And our new unemployment rate will be out next Friday. And I'm I'm thinking that'll be like 1.5, 1.6%, just because we're seeing some of our construction uh, employees start being laid off, even though we, we have some good weather. But some of that, you know, the, the road work's starting to come to an end, that that sort of thing. So um, it was very interesting this last fall looking at those numbers.
0: So, uh, you know, talking about those numbers, I, I think that people, when they look at any percentage of unemployment, and where a 1.3, 1.4 just – is like wow. Uh, there's always going to be unemployed people. I mean, there's all. Explain to people how that the system works and why there's always going to be a percentage and why this number being that low would be such a shock.
1: Sure. Um, so if if you have a, a let's say a 1.3% uh, unemployment rate, that equals, and we have a, a labor force of about 4 or 418,000 people, so that gives you about 5,600 people that are unemployed. Now that doesn't mean, and this is kind of a, a fallacy out there. Well, what are all those people doing? They're just sitting around collecting unemployment. Uh, that is so wrong. Um, at that time in September, we only had about 600 people on unemployment collecting benefits every week. And uh, roughly about 40% of those were going back to their employer. So their employer just laid them off for a week or two. Maybe it was to reconfigure uh, the warehouse. Maybe it was just to reconfigure the computer systems, whatever it was just a short amount of time. And, and then they're, they're back, back working again. Now, like I said, um, we have since climbed in uh, November and December with our construction industry starting to lay off. And we do have 2,100 people on unemployment, but 70% of them are what we call job attached. And so that gives us, again, only 630 people that are on unemployment, some being paid some type of benefit. Um, so again, very few people out there truly looking for work. And I want to also point out, if a person is unemployed, collecting an unemployment benefit, and they are not returning to their employer, they have to have a resume on our website, jobsindeed.com, and they have to have an appointment with us to look for a new job. Uh, so it is quite intensive when you, here in North Dakota, when you are on unemployment benefits and not returning to your employer, you got some work to do. And, and we want people off the bench. Like my boss always says, we want everybody off the bench and in the game. Well, most everybody in North Dakota is off the bench and in the game, um, and and I think we're as a state we're very proud of our work ethic.
0: And I'm sorry and I, if you if you hit this uh, earlier, Phil. But and Phil Davis is our guest. He's a workforce service director at North Dakota Job Service. But how do we stack up against other states when you're sitting there at a 1.3, 1.4? I mean, are you calling these other states and going "ha ha"? Or how do you deal with this? <laughs>
1: And yeah, uh, no, I don't think we call. Now, we, we have a really good working relationship just with our, our peers in South Dakota, but they're in the same boat. You know, generally, we are either leading the country in unemployment or we're number two or number three behind states like South Dakota, Nebraska, Maryland. And we're always changing, uh, you know, one, two, three or four. But another thing I want to point out is workforce participation rate. That number is very key. So that's if you're able to work 16 and over, um, we have the highest on or the highest workforce participation rate, almost 70 percent in the nation. Um, so you add those two things together, plus the a huge amount of openings for North Dakota that is uh, job openings. And you know, I always say, um, you know, 13 to 14 thousand is kind of typical. We jump 15, 16 thousand in the spring, and I know there's more job openings than that. That's just what we have in our system and You know, like you were mentioning your buddy there that your friend that could hire some diesel techs. Well, what if he has a job opening with us that has, okay, I'm looking for one diesel tech. But you know, darn right, if he has two qualified diesel techs that walk into his business tomorrow, he'd probably figure out a way to hire them. Oh, yeah. Quickly. So, so that's what I I sometimes, you know, it's just what an employer puts into our system is what we continually report. you know, so so it is, you know, we've heard the governor say, well, it's probably twice what job service is reporting. I wouldn't argue with that. Of course, you know, he's my boss's boss, so I can't argue with the governor, but mm-hmm. he's spot on when, when he does say that.
0: Yeah. And I think governor is, it's just a realization there's a lot of jobs out there. Uh, hang with right. me Phil. Uh, Abby told me you get you, that we talked you into doing more. So Phil Davis is uh, the Workforce Services Director at North Dakota Job Service. We're talking about unemployment, unemployment rate in North Dakota. Obviously, the numbers are good there. Phil, I got a call from an individual uh, and it's perception sometimes versus reality. But his his point was that there aren't a lot of jobs out there waiting for someone like him. And, and we talked about, okay, what do you do? And he said, well, I'm a welder. And you could just hear the groan from the the number of businesses out there. Now I'm not trying to pick on this guy, Phil. That's not my point at all. My point is, is there a disconnect between somebody looking for a job and what's available out there in that field for him in that job?
1: Yeah, that sounds like there's definitely a disconnect and I'm definitely not not picking on this individual. I would love for him to come into one, wherever he's located, to come into one of our offices, um, be greeted at the door, let him tell his story and see what we can do to help him as far as getting him. Cause I, I know there's welding jobs. I don't have that in front of me, the, the number, but I, I you know, just look at Fargo, for instance, how many manufacturing facilities we have in Fargo. I know there's, um, and I'm just using Fargo for an example, of course, I know there, there are welding jobs out there. Um, so, what, what I'd really like him to do, him or, or her, I think, you, I can't remember what you said there, but come into one of our offices, go to our website, whatever it may be. We can, you know, pretty much set him up a one on one service. And does he have a good resume? Um, does he know on a job search? And if we get to know that person pretty well, um, we can even make a call to an employer on his or her behalf. That's that's what we do here. Um, we have all kinds of employment and training programs. Um, most people don't know, even though we're a state agency, we are um, pretty much about ninety-eight percent federally funded. So please take advantage of those employment and training programs. And all you have to do is walk into one of our nine workforce centers, and you'll you'll get the help. If not. Um, please send him my way and I'll ensure that that he gets that, that kind of help he needs.
0: So one of the things, and we're, we're confusing agencies here, but I just I want to preface this by saying that, but uh, somebody's asking whether or not we're short workers in North Dakota because we don't protect workers in North Dakota. Uh, and they want to know if Phil feels good about the, the WSI protection that workers need. I think that's outside your wheelhouse, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway.
1: Yeah, I, that is a little bit outside my wheelhouse. I do know that, um, are a in, in my eyes, I'm, I've never had a climb with WSI, but I know their leadership there. And I think they're, you know, arts doing a great job with, with WSI and, and my old boss, Brian Cliffall did a, a great job there. And I, I think it, it is a, uh, up agency. And, and I think they just need to, uh, give that, uh, give that agency a chance and, and move forward from there. Um. I, know I, I think that's they're, they're a good answer.
0: That's, uh, you know, I worked with WSI mm-hmm. in years before Brian Klepfeld, and, uh, you know, right. you're always going to find that case where somebody thinks that they weren't treated right or this or that. It's the nature of the agency. But Brian yeah. Klepfeld turned that agency into something that uh, was way different than it was before he got the keys.
1: Yeah, he he certainly did, and uh, a lot of people don't know. He worked for us uh, back in 2007. Him and I started um, with job service. He you know, he retired from the State Patrol, and I retired from the Air Force. And we, we met here together, and, and we went different directions, of course. But, uh, yeah, they've done a great job over there with that agency. But, you know, like you just said, there's a case, I mean, uh, for for everything. I mean, we have people that are un- upset with their unemployment claims. Uh, uh, you know, every month we, we hear of a story, and it's just it, – it is a individual case-by-case basis that, that we have to deal with them on.
0: Phil, do you think uh, Brian's tenure there – uh, part of the reason that he, that he was successful was because he played football. At UND.
1: <laughs> well, I <laughs> holy smokes! Um, I'm not I got a you to laugh.
0: That was the goal. I, I
1: I'm not a UND <laughs> or NDSU grad. Um, I lived in Grand Forks for quite some time. I do cheer for for the the Fighting Hawks, and I do cheer for the Bison. My daughter graduated from there, so. I, I, am on the fence, but when I'm around Brian, I'm definitely a fighting Sioux fan. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will tell you this, uh, you, you're ready to be a governor someday. That was a perfect <laughs> yeah. answer. I, I, you know, where is this going to go in, in the minute or so I have left here, Phil, where does this economy go from here? What projections do you have?
1: Well, I think our economy is going to continue. You know, we've done such a great job as a state in diversifying our company or our company. How about our economy? Uh, Anywhere from the northwest of oil and gas to manufacturing to um, you hate to say it, but to to government, to education, um, you know, and just parts in between. And that's what I think we can really hang our hat on when we see the, the nation's economy kind of faltering or. Or standing still we're going strong and you know we can't forget about our, our 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 great ag economy i mean that that keeps us rolling every day yeah but Phil, you know i, oh, I just have to think outside the box a little bit and we're doing that i just want to plug we have a virtual job fair going to be happening january 18th from uh, 11 to 3 and we are promoting that outside of the state of north dakota to get more people here to to work and fill those open jobs as well as take care of our state res- residents here but again. If somebody's struggling out there, give us a call. We have programs to take advantage of, Um, jobsnd.com, or um, even give us a call right here in Bismarck, 328-5000, and we can definitely help you out.
0: Phil, in the five seconds we got left, when you get closer to that jobs fair, you call me. We'll help you get word
1: out, okay? All right, sir. Merry Christmas, Joe. I appreciate you and everything you're doing out
0: there. Merry Christmas to you and that great agency.